I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Sometimes guys luck out, you know, even when we screw up and we shouldn't. A little while ago, my Lady Wonder Wench said, "You," which is Lady Wonder Wench talk for, please come over here immediately and kill this deadly, life-threatening, and disgusting bug for me. So I stood up, and I walked heroically over, and I did the deed, without thinking that this particular bug happened to be walking on the kitchen table at the time, and that was not exactly where my Lady Wonder Wench wanted the deed done. So like a lot of Louie Louie generation guys, sometimes I just don't think things through. That's why it's fortunate that we have the guidance of Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation. Big Louie makes things so simple. He says, just figure out what you don't do well and don't do those things. Brilliant, right? He says, deep down, we're all pretty superficial. And he's right. Come on, admit it. He says, why make things complicated? The answer to the common cold is Gesundheit. All I can say about that is Stagashain. But his explanation for why a guy is attracted to a particular woman is one of his top ten best. He says, beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. And that is one of my favorites. you got to remember that Big Louie's philosophy is based in part on his own personal experiences. Big Louie had a tough childhood. Claims his father brought him home from the maternity ward strapped to the fender of the family car. Then he grew up and he met a girl and he promised to swim the deepest river for her and climb the highest mountain and cross the widest desert for her. So they got married. And then she divorced him after a couple of months because she said he was never home. And so in order to deal with certain personal needs, he bought an inflatable woman. And when he blew her up, he got such a shock. Looked just like his ex-wife. Louis led a tough life. So he's had to become a scholar. He took up the intellectual life. Louis became an expert on the musings of the philosopher known as Popeye the Sailor Man. And the sailor man always said, I am who I am who I am. And I am delighted to report that proud podcast participant Steve Crowley has followed Big Louie's example. Steve has posted his own website, and it's a really fine piece of work. He says his site is Broadband for the Broad-Minded. He also says he's working on a two-stroke handicap, but it's not about golf. I like that. Steve is being honest and coming right to the point. You can check out Steve's site at uh, httpmonocheesefactory.com. It's a little complicated the way he's got it written out, and it's written out on uh, the blog that goes up uh, when this podcast goes up if you want to check out Steve Crowley's site. Steve got me to thinking that it's been a while since I told you what this podcast and the blog that goes with it is all about as far as I'm concerned. And i got to tell you, I am what I am what I am is a pretty good place to start with an honest explanation of what I'm trying to do with this podcast. 
trying to give us both, you and me, both of us, connection, company, and a kick in the butt. And here's what I mean. There are a lot of people who helped me get through a lot of nights for a lot of years while I was on the air. And I hope that worked around the other way, too. And I don't want to lose a connection with those people. They were important to me then, and they will always be important to me as long as I have nights to get through. And that's the main reason I call this podcast Good Night. Because nights can be tough. So that's the connection part of the podcast. The company part works like this. One of the toughest things about nights is that they can be god-awful lonely. I'm not quite so egotistical to think that just a few minutes of conversation on this podcast is any kind of adequate substitute for an in-person person in anybody's life. But, hey, you know, it's a genuine human interaction. It's company. It's better than nothing. And that's why the CDs are called personal audios, too. And the kick in the butt, well, it works like this. Quite a few Louie Louie generation people now have limp limbic systems. Your limbic system is part of your brain that lights up when a guy walks into a room and a woman's eyebrow twitches and he notices it and he understands and the heat begins. Or a woman thoughtfully puts some padding on her headboard when she invites a gentleman friend over for a late dinner. You know, just in case. That's how you light up your limbic system. And the song Louie Louie lit our limbic systems when we were kids. All the guys had absolutely and completely authentic official lyrics written on slips of paper that we kept in our wallets. And the more popular girls kind of liked it when we sang those lyrics softly into one ear at the record hops. You remember record hops, right? Yes, you do. Now, look, I'm not an idiot. I know very well that there's a lot of tough things going on right now. It is a very difficult time that we're going through, and I don't quite subscribe to the other great philosophy uh, as uh, presented a few years back in a very popular song called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Mr. McFerrin is an excellent jazz artist, but uh, the, the philosophy leaves a little bit to be desired every once in a while, and I know that. And I know that it's easy to neglect your limbic system when times get tough. You know, when you've had to join groups like Parents Without Paychecks. You know, some days it seems like it takes all you've got to keep up with the losers. Once you moved like a cat, you were the funs at the disco. Now you move as little as possible and you dance a little like the Pope probably dances. I understand that. A part of that stuff is because the Louis Louis generation people have been around for quite a while. And it is easy to let yourself feel kind of worn out and suspicious. Some of us haven't trusted anybody since we found out that ice cream cones aren't filled all the way to the bottom. And getting your heart broken and, and your head cracked over and over again is really going to give you a, a limp limbic system. Sometimes we seem to forget that life is just a phase that we're going through, you know? And we're going to be over it soon enough. So that's where the kick in the butt comes in. I don't want a limp limbic system. And if you think about it, I don't think you do either. I say when you catch yourself saying things like, Don't tell me what kind of a day to have. <laughs> 
Come on, it's time to pay attention to Big Louie when he says, of course the world sucks, but if it didn't, we'd all fall off. So come on, hang in there, group. Dick's Details, a bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The Inca Indians measured time by how long it took a potato to cook. I have no idea why they did that. Maybe... uh, Before they could put their whole long history down on paper, they ran out of Inca. I don't know. This is true. A giraffe can clean its own ears with its tongue. Can you imagine the single scene? What great kissers giraffes must be. Also, this is also true. Giraffes have no voice, so they can't make any sounds. So it stands to reason if you get a phone call in the middle of the night, all you hear is heavy breathing, you have been contacted by a giraffe who wants to kiss you. Can you imagine going necking with a giraffe? Boy, talk about foreplay. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. There is a story in the Night Connections personal audio CD about a woman whose limbic system got a quick and surprising surge while she was just kind of sitting in her living room and and minding her own business. The story is called A Chance-Taking Wife. Tonight is one of those once-upon-a-time times when the line between the story and the novel that you're reading and the life that you're living gets very thin. You love romantic stories about unicorns and dragons and shining knights and wonderful wise women. When you first met the man sitting in his favorite chair across from you, he swooped down on you. He swept you off your feet. He swung you up in the saddle in front of him and carried you off into the moonlight. Well, not really, of course, but it felt like that. It was exciting. He was married. He had kids. He had a fascinating job and a promising career. And he had a way of looking at you and talking with you that made you feel like a queen with a genuine diamond crown and a long, regal, velvet gown that was slid up one side to your waist. And your royal highness never wore underwear while he was around. He paid attention to you fiercely. You were a good, moral young woman, but one night, sitting next to him in his car, you couldn't help yourself. You gave in to temptation. Very quietly, you said those three magic words that you know about anything you want. You had no idea he wanted you so much. It took a long time, but eventually the magic worked. You became his wife. Most stories like yours have unhappy endings, especially for the heroine. But over the years, you've learned to read more than words. You've learned to read the way people smile and the things they do and the feelings they keep hidden in their hearts. And looking at the man in his favorite chair, you know that his I love you means exactly that. But there have been a lot of ordinary, everyday, comfortable years since he came swooping down. And just thinking about how he used to sweep you off your feet is making your toes tingle. There's a fire-breathing dragon in the book in your lap. Its breath is making you very warm. And you're remembering how the red velvet dress slid up the side felt on your soft, naked skin when you were his imaginary queen. 
Do you dare to try the magic words again? Could you bear it if they didn't work after all of these years? If the beginning of your story was truly lost in Once Upon a Time, could you bear to live such a different kind of ending for the rest of your life? Can you dare to cross that fantasy line one more time and say anything you want to this man again tonight? very dangerous words. Saying words like that is a little bit like jumping off an emotional cliff, isn't it? Anything you want. I don't know if she jumped or not. I hope she did, for both of their sakes. That's a story called A Chance-Taking Wife. It's from the Night Connections personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the icon on the opening page. As I was telling you, I think sometimes we just look out, you know, even when we screw up. Because I think as far as you women are concerned, guys are we're mostly like big dogs who can talk. Think about it. Most of us really like to curl up in bed with you. And we like to lick you. We like to be kind of messy. And I think that deep down... You women have a feeling that you could probably get along just fine without us. In fact, somebody once said that if there were no men in the world, we'd have no more wars, we'd have no organized crime, and we'd have lots and lots of fat, happy women. Somebody else said, a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Oh yeah? Well, maybe so. But think about this. What would you do when a big, ugly bug lands on your kitchen table. Ha! Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.